Corner, the podcast where amateur fans voice their opinions on movies, TV, and anything pop culture from blockbuster hits to trashy cult classics. I'm your host, Jacob Daniel, and in the studio, uh, one bedroom, <laughs> I have three great people. He's a theater major with a passion for watching movies and reviewing them. It's Chase Sumner. Woo! Chase, your mom ever say you look like a bitch? Yeah, every day. <laughs> oh, I can vouch. <laughs> Our next guest is just another guy who wears glasses. It's Sean! Yeah! Woo! That is, that is and when the three of us hang out, we look like the cast of an upcoming made-for-TV Edit and Eddie remake. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I know you have questions, so I'll just say it. I'm Eddie, because I'm the shortest. Um, my double D. <laughs> your double D. Because the glasses. And then Sean just seems to have, like, weird redneck energy. You mean... I mean, I mean Chase. I was looking at, I was looking at you, Chase. Chase, when he's home in Jasper, Georgia, I shall pick up tractor because that's what I do. Whenever I go back to LJ, I sound like just a banjo. Whenever I talk, me and my family. Hey, mom, how you doing? Hey, mama, I've been missing you. Mama, can you make chicken and doubles? You know, if you get a little slower, you sound like Gilbert. Mama. Oh my god. And finally joining us is our assistant, Allison. Allison really hopes that one day this will just spark off and she'll never have to work and she'll be known as just Jacob's assistant, which, you know, that's. It's true. It's a fate worse than hell. I mean, I don't know why you would want this. <laughs> Allison's just like hanging out with her friends. Yeah, I mean, work for this dyslexic kid who like does movie <laughs> reviews. Sometimes I read his post on Insta and I'm like. That is not the proper your, Jacob. It's our. You always spell it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Even now. All right, well, I'm going to go um, cry in the closet. No, I do it to help you. Guys, today we are talking about one of the best movies from 2002. One of the best movies of all time. And I think the movie that really kicked off the superhero genre, yeah. Spider-Man. Quick, how do you spell Spider-Man? Go. Chase. No, yeah. no, no, there's a, it's not a dash, it's a hyphen. You're out of the show. <laughs> you ever think, like, Spider-Man's fighting villains, and he, like, they're like, today is the day, Spider-Man, and he's like, stop, you know, I couldn't help but notice that you're pronouncing it without the hyphen. <laughs> that better be in the next movie. <laughs> oh, my, I'm trying to remember, um, there was a Friends episode that I watched a while back, and it's kind of funny because um, they're talking about, like, I, I think like a Jewish last name and it's like Goldman, not Goldman. And they're like, how did it's Spider-Man. That's why Spider-Man has the hyphen. Cause it's not Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man's not Jewish. That's what we learned. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from this. That Spider-Man is not Jewish. Or 
is he? I don't I'm know. pretty sure he isn't. <laughs> I think in the comics he was Jewish for like half a second. How does that Chase? How's that work? Well, uh, so, uh, Peter B. Parker from Into the Spider Verse was Jewish. Okay, well that's mm-hmm. okay. We're not talking about that one. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> when we talk about Into the Spider Verse, we'll go all off on how Peter B. Parker is Jewish. <laughs> well, actually, Chase, <laughs> Chase, who is Jewish, will actually be like. Finally, I get to be useful, and I get to... I'm, like, partially when, Jewish. I can't add too much. When, when Peter B. Parker punched that guy, that was actually a reference to the Torah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I learned about this one in Temple. <laughs> At my bar mitzvah, that was Peter B. Parker. All right, calm down. Enough about Jewish Peter Parker. Because we got to talk about the cast for Spider-Man. We have Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker, James Problematic Franco as Harry Osborn, <laughs> Kristen Dunst as Mary Jane Watson, Cliff Robertson as Ben Parker, Rosemary Harris as May Parker, William Defoe as Norman Woo! Osborn, J.K. Simmons as Woo! J. Jonah Jameson, and of course this movie was directed by Sam Raimi, who is well known for the Evil Dead series. Have you guys ever seen Evil Dead? Yes, I love that series. I love Evil Dead. Remakes, whatever though. That remake is scary, dude. It the is. first one. The second one's trash. There was take, a second one? Yes. They remade yeah, a second. They it, remade a second. It takes... The, the remake takes out all the fun of the first ones, though. Yeah, you don't get the tree. Yeah, you don't have Bruce Campbell. I know. And you also don't have the tree touching the girl. <laughs> do no, I remember the that? Remake, the remake, you have the tree touching the girl. It's just, like, much more graphic. Wait. I like how I'm looking Wait. at Allison, yeah, and like she has CGI. no idea. Yes! Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, we're sorry, Allison. <laughs> no, you guys Dude, do. Dude, I remember the first time I watched the remake, and I had seen, I seen, I saw Army of Darkness first, which I feel like a lot of people watch Army of Darkness and then watch the other two nowadays. Yeah. I, I watched Army of Darkness first because my friend Alicia Book showed it to me, and back when I was a kid, I was just like, I absolutely could not do horror, but she convinced me this yeah. was a movie I could watch. Yeah. So we watched that, and then I was like, no, like, I gotta see the originals. And so I watched the first one and the second one of Evil Dead, and I was like, wow, wow, this is, you know, this is in your face. This is, blah, blah, blah. That's Sam and then, and then I watched the remake, and I was like, what the frick? I was like, yeah, that's, I was that's, like, what the dickens? They still, dickens they still made it scary without the, the staple there, which I thought was a good job, but I, you can't, come on, Ash Williams is a staple. Dude. Uh, yeah, but like for I think it was supposed to set up a sequel with yeah. Bruce Campbell because he appears at the very end for a very brief can. I would have loved to see that, but I think instead they chose to do um, Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch that show? I, I, I did. I, did. I had a lot of fun with that show. Season. It was really funny. What else? Sam, Ra- I was just thinking about this. Have you guys seen Drag Me to Hell? Yes. Yes. Sam Raimi yes, made that movie. Awesome. It's, I love it's that movie. Cool. I love the ending where, like, the, the envelope has the little thing inside. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, shit. And just yeah. goes down. <laughs> the world opens up. He's a very weird director, but he's cool. <laughs> Allison's like, wait a minute. This guy directed Ratatouille in Cars? <laughs> <laughs> Allison, what kind of movies do you watch for fun? <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Allison is, like, not, like, Chase or Sean. She doesn't watch art house movies to learn something. So I like rom-coms. You like rom-coms? Mm-hmm. So you're a big fan of He's All That. I was so. about to, Yeah, you know what? I just think that Addison Rae really played the role, like, role really well. And did you, how did you feel about Karate Kid carrying that movie from the beginning to the ending? 
you know, he probably has a lot of back pain because he did. He did carry it. I um, think the real person who carried that movie is Matthew Lir- like Lillard for his five minutes on yeah. screen. I saw that on your snap. Not only that, but I didn't realize when I watched He's All That, the mom is the original She's All That. Yeah. That, that's the, watch it. That's the girl it. from oh She's God. All That. Which, like, I was like, why does she look familiar? Because she has a very, like recognizable jaw yeah. <laughs> I like how that's what re- is recognizable about her though that's really funny I remember like I finished the movie and I like I turned to my mom who wasn't watching it but I turned it on in the living room and I was like wow he was not all that and she's like what are you talking about I was like nothing don't worry about it <laughs> you but wouldn't I, get it but I still like I like slapped my knee I was like good one <laughs> good one Jake <laughs> So, fun fact, before Sam Raimi actually did Spider-Man, James Cameron really did come close in the 90s to doing Spider-Man. Not a lot of people know oh. this, but he was one of the first people. So, Canon Films acquired the rights to the Spider-Man in the 80s. Canon Films goes under, nothing gets made. The rights revert back to Marvel, I believe so. Or, I think it reverted back to some, or it went to someone else. I unfortunately so, don't know was who it was. It was not Sony yet. Time, it was okay. It was another one. So James Cameron is hired to direct this movie, and he actually had a very interesting pick for Spider-Man. It's a James Cameron movie. I'm going to give you one guess, and it's in the 90s. Take a guess. Uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I was going to guess, what's, it, what's the short guy's name? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise? That's what I was going to guess, yeah. But he's probably too old. Just that James Cameron gave it away. Titanic. Uh, that, see, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, nah, he might also be too old. No, it was the 90s. Never mind, never mind. So in this version, it was going to be uh, Spider-Leo, MJ was going to be in it, and then the bad guys were going to be Electro, and then like Sandman was going to be like his little henchman. Now, Whoa. this is actually where Sam Raimi got the idea for the organic webs. This was James Cameron's idea, and this was going to be a very adult Spider-Man movie. Like, the way that Spider-Man figures out he has organic webs... Mm is he wakes up from, like, a wet dream. Oh, no, like, God. literally, I'm not even lying. This, this is, like, he wakes up, and he's like, oh, everything's <laughs> sticky. We were talking about what if Spider-Man was, like, swinging from his dick. On <laughs> he's like... Oh, that's, like, that's where he shot it out from. Dude, what if he did, like, a sick-ass like, sick backflip? And he's like, oh, my oh. wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> This is the porn part of it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the spider porn you were talking about earlier. What the heck? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but um, this movie was, like, gonna happen. And, like, for instance, uh, in the 90s, there was a Spider-Man, the animated series. And if you go back and watch, Electro and Sandman never appear. Electro appears in the very last season. The reason was is because they were going to do the movie and they didn't want those two characters associated with that the TV sense. show. That makes sense. Which it was like, wow. Because I'm a I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I should have started that off to begin with, but I grew up with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I read all the comics. I mean, I've seen every cartoon episode of Spider-Man, which is not a flex at 24 years old. I don't know why I admitted <laughs> that. And of course, I've seen every Spider-Man movie like at least 10 times. Oh, damn. Are you guys pretty big Spider-Man fans? Oh, or? I like Spider- probably not as big as y'all. I'm, like... I'm a very big Spider-Man fan, but probably not that big because I didn't grow up with comics. My parents never really got them for me, but I did watch the shows. They're... I did watch the movies a lot of times. <laughs> they were like, you already have glasses. We want to give you a I chance. I didn't get for... glasses till I was 10, Jacob. Shut up. <laughs> you chose this life? 
Hey, for in, for your information, I'm getting laced to get the end of this year, so I want glasses anymore. So this is oh, the last time you can say that I'm just a glasses kid. <laughs> I'm only double D for four more months, Jacob. Sean, Sean watching Spider-Man at like 10 years old when Peter Parker's chasing the bus. Like, hey, let him go. And like, they're That's only... <laughs> the old... the I watched that. Dude, I was watching that and I was like, why are they really bullying him? Like, is his only like... Redeeming Why was the ba- bus driver bullying him? <laughs> the, the bus driver's like, yes, he has glasses. I must bully. Bullying <laughs> in the early 2000s seemed like the worst human beings on planet Earth. Like, well, yeah, and the only, like, if you're a nerd in the 2000s, like, you were getting bullied just because you're wearing glasses. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Like, you, you Good can't thing it didn't happen until 2010. I remember <laughs> growing up, I had to wear glasses. I wore glasses from, like, second to fifth grade. And there was always that one guy who was like, huh, nice glasses, four eyes. And, yeah. you know, he was like a basketball player. And I remember he wore glasses. I was like, wow, this is a real life. <laughs> is this the Spider-Man meme where we're pointing at each other? Yes. I got told I looked ugly in glasses in elementary school. Well, and now you don't wear them, so. You're right. You no. really <laughs> need to hit up your bully and say, thank you for this confidence boost. I'm supposed Dang. to wear them, but mine are broken. Also, like, the same Sorry. day I broke mine, I accidentally stepped on my girlfriend Anna's glasses that night. Like, I just, oh like, God. they were laying down beside my bed, and I just stood on them, and she's like, what was that? I was like, I think it was a can. And, like, I picked them up, <laughs> you and all, they were just everyone their glasses at Dude, I broke my glasses in the third grade, and it's because I was in music class, and I don't remember what we were, we were all dancing, and like, I remember I did this sick-ass cartwheel just onto my glasses, and my teacher goes, Jacob, you broke someone's glasses, and I was like, nope, I broke my own, (laughs) and she was like, of course you did, you little klutz. She didn't actually say that. I don't know who my music teacher was, but she was actually a lot little nicer. Little <laughs> she actually pulled me aside and she's like, look, you are not going to amount to anything. I already know you have dyslexia. I know you're going to go to like a third rate. You're going to go to a third rate college. And most of all, you're going to start a movie review podcast, which you think's very inventive, but everyone has a podcast <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> Man, she saw your future to the year 2021. It was like, am I going to be 5'8"? She's like, nope, you're going to be 5'6". <laughs> and that's when I got on You'll my knees and went, no. You guys will actually be surprised to know that Toby was not the first choice for Spider-Man. Can you take a guess at who were some voice, like first choices? For Sam Raimi's? Yeah. So oh. Sam Raimi really wanted Toby Maguire, but the studio kind of had some other options. and they Well, were... they wanted like a name probably, right? Yeah. They okay. wanted some names. So the people up for the roles were Colin Farrell, mm. Ian McGregor, no. and then Heath Ledger. I can see I was gonna Heath say Ledger. Yeah, can Heath see Ledger, Ledger is too darn like good looking. If he would have just been wearing glasses, but two thousand two, like the only one I can see is like so is Ian McGregor, kind of, but like Colin Farrell, maybe. I no way that one is just unbelievable. It's weird. That's so what? Weird what interesting casting choices he had. Well, wait, wasn't well Heath Ledger two thousand and two? That's just two years apart from. Or that's three years apart from Ten Things I Hate About You, which that's when he became a household name was yeah. with that movie. Well, they, movie. but they would have filmed in like two thousand, so it would have been a bit, a little bit ago, because the movie came out two thousand two, so it would have been filmed. But he was famous, before. so like, oh, you're right, yeah, yeah. But Raimi really was advocating for Toby. I don't know why, but Look at him. The, well, the studio was like. Well, I don't know why in the sense of, like, how did he, like, get to know Toby enough yeah. to be like, this is my guy. But the studio really wasn't convinced until they saw that Toby, like, really bulked up for, like, his audition. Like, he had put on, like, a good amount of mass. And they're like, 
Yes, this spider man could be. A, they're like, yes, this, this spider, spider this spider boy could be a spider hyphen man. <laughs> I, like hyphen. I also like the studio's German. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone's a German. Everyone's a German. <laughs> the mm-hmm. higher ups at Sony are like, yes, we like how our German employees. That's why Spider Man's not Jewish. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a brief, like, intermission. No. So, did you guys know that there is... It's not, like, a secret teaser, but basically, there was a teaser filmed for Spider-Man in the early, like, like, 2001, and it involved Spider-Man saving a helicopter that was... It was, like, a helicopter or, like, something from crashing. He saved the people by spinning a web, and they were caught in between the two towers. It Wait, was, really? Yeah, and so, like, this teaser, I think, played in maybe a couple of places. I don't, I don't think it went to theaters, but obviously, that same year, 9-11, it got pulled. But it's like, we oh. and, uh, and there is actually a Spider-Man poster where in the reflection of his lens, you can see the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, they obviously, cover. they removed those two, and now those movie posters Go for insane oh, amounts oh, of bet. prices. Yeah. Well, but, that, for the spi- that was for Spider Man 1, too, right? Yeah, Spider Man oh, 1. Wow. Because so, they fell before it even got released. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I know, dude. So, like I said, I was a big Spider Man comic book guy as a kid, and I, I couldn't read as well, but they did a tribute issue to 9 11 where it was basically like the heroes showing up. This is also a comic that like if you have it, it's probably like $800, but it's always been like one of those Spider-Man comics that stuck with me because basically it's like it's it's showing how helpless everyone was, but how we weren't like as helpless. And it's a it's a yeah. great read especially <laughs> just because eventually they would use elements from that comic and 9/11 for a certain scene in the movie showing like the New Yorkers coming together. Okay, back on to the movie. So, Sam Raimi, obviously the directs. So, this movie is where they start with the Bruce Campbell cameos. Like, he was in this one, he was in the second one, he was in the third one. And if you ever played the Spider-Man video games, he was always the narrator in those. Oh, shit. Where was he in this movie? You don't... He was the the wrestler ring guy. He's the guy who's like, what's your name? And he's like, I'm the the human... Oh, I thought thought you... Oh, okay, yeah. I was thinking about someone else. My bad. Do you know who else was supposed to make a cameo in this movie? Mm-hmm. During like the Goblin, uh, the first Green Goblin appearance when he versus Spider-Man, Wolverine was supposed to make a quick appearance. Word? Yeah, dude. That's so crazy. it was going to be Hugh Jackman. He was going to make an appearance, and then movie. they basically couldn't do it because they couldn't find the suit. That's the reason. I don't know, so, yeah, I was like, I don't know why they didn't do it, but yeah, I mean, I guess at the moment, like, Fox and Marvel just didn't really care about the licensings. I mean, you gotta remember, this was a year, this was two years after X-Men came out. X-Men, in my opinion, is the first great comic book movie in a while. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man is the first, like, it's the big, like, it is the big comic book movie since... Superman 78 and Batman 89. And Batman like, Batman didn't do much after that because it kind of started going downhill. I mean, so. after this Spider-Man, like, that ran, like, the blockbuster scene pretty much. It was the highest-grossing movie opening weekend ever at that point. It's like over 100 And I, I think that, that has to do with, obviously, I think Spider-Man is one of the big three superheroes. Like, mm-hmm. since his, like, in, since his appearance in Amazing Fantasy 15, 
it's always been Spider-Man, Superman, and Batman. But I feel like people can relate more to Peter Parker as Spider-Man because yeah. he's this nerdy kid. He doesn't fit in. And when he wears the mask, no one knows who he is. Yeah. And it's like, he gets to be the superhero with powers, but, you know, obviously he doesn't get the fame. So it's like, you know. Spider-Man's an awesome hero. He is Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. So how old were you guys when you first saw this movie? Because this was 2002, so I'm five. I'm two. I'm You're, also two. I was like three when it came out, but so, I didn't watch it all. I was like seven. Obviously, grew up, I grew up watching a lot of TV and movies, and I remember, I didn't go see this in theaters. I remember I really asked my parents to take me to it, but they wouldn't take me to it. So the movie comes out, we go to Blockbuster, Oh, I have yeah. found it, and this was before DVD, so I have found the VHS. I've taken it to my father, and I look at him, and I go, this one, daddy. This would be <laughs> in my German accent. I was like, this is the one. So we go, and we check <laughs> it out. I mean, one. I am holding this VHS copy of Spider-Man harder than any other Spider-Man VHS I've ever... Dude, I used to rent, like, every single VHS. Of, I, I mean, you're five. A lot, yeah. 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 When you're five in Blockbuster, it's like, ooh, what Superman cartoon or what Batman cartoon am I going to rent? No, I'm renting Spider-Man, so we get home, and I am so pumped. I'm jumping off the wall. I run upstairs. I've put on my, Sp- my Spider-Man Unlimited pajamas, oh, and nice. I am on the couch, and then my dad's like, hey, we need to watch this movie to make sure it's like, okay, so go to the basement. I think, I like, legitimately like, was like, what are you doing, you American swine? <laughs> no, but my dad was just like, because it, it would have been, I'm five, the movie is PG-13, Rob, you oh, did yeah, a good- yeah, it was. It, yeah, so like, my dad sends me to the basement. And I mean, I'm losing my mind down there. I'm like playing with my toys. And I was like, I need to know. And I came upstairs towards the end of the movie. And, you know, I was like, so can we rewind it? And they're like, no, we're going to finish it. And then I was like, so can I watch it now? Can I watch it now? And my dad was kind of like, I don't know. You know, it's kind of intense. And I think I really begged my mom to like do something to like convince him to let me watch it. Because I was gonna start a fire if i didn't get to watch spider-man this is really funny you saying that because my dad was complete opposite my dad is also a big movie fan and he forced me to watch these movies with him i i grew up watching horror movies sean i'm gonna say i feel like at age three your dad like held you in a bear hug and made you watch like halloween he no he did my first horror movie i was three years old i watched alien my I watched God. Alien. You're, you're like, let, you're like, let me go, Papa. Let me go. And he, my, my dad, my dad's from. Well, well, the re, the way my dad. Oh yeah, grew up, you're part British. Yeah, my dad is. Oi, cheerio, <laughs> governor. He's, he's like, oh he's gosh. like, oi, cheerio, Sean. It's gonna be okay. Why am I the crocodile hunter? <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad's philosophy with that, because he grew up the same way, is if you watch him at a young age and you keep watching him. You won't be scared of them the more you watch them, and that's what he did. I'm not scared of him now. He, he keeps. What's your What's your dad's name? John. That's a bunch of bull, John. I watched Chucky by mistake as a kid, and I won't go near. <laughs> I won't go near. Well, yeah. I so I was sick at home, and literally, I turned on the television. You're like, I think I accidentally watched it at age six. I know we're off topic from Spider Man, but I got to tell this story real quick. <laughs> so I'm like sick at home, and I turn on the TV in the middle of the night, and freaking you know this movie pops up and it's this little redhead kid named chucky and i think oh rugrats 
and no. then and then like he stabbed a woman. I was like, oh no, not Rugrats. <laughs> Rugrats. <laughs> Rugrats. Allison, what about you? Do you like Spider-Man? Yeah, I do. I thought it was a good movie. You, I wasn't like a huge a- fan, but like I watched it like with my dad when I was like a kid. I feel like everyone watched this movie yeah. with their dad. I had nightmares about oh, yeah. Green Goblin, all that fun Is Toby, stuff. Toby, your favorite out of the three here? Yeah, because he's the original, but I think that Tom Holland was the best cast. So it's funny you say original because I wanted to talk about this. Did you guys know? That Tobey Maguire is actually not the first live-action Spider-Man. Wasn't there a TV show one? Yes, there was a TV show from 1977 called Spider-Man, and it starred Nicholas Hammond. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know who that is. That's one of the Von Trapp kids. Mm -hmm. He's also known as Marsha Brady's boyfriend who doesn't want to go to the dance because she gets hit in the face with the nose. Um, The show ran for not a lot of episodes. I think it was around 13 episodes. And it was just not, it was super like, okay, so for instance, in the first episode, Peter Parker gets bit by the spider. Uncle Ben is not in this show at all. So Uncle Ben doesn't die. Thank God. He fights an evil cult in the first, he didn't fight any of his like normal bad guys in the show. I think just because it would be pretty hard to do those other villains. But this show had kind of an insanely large budget, but Stanley hated it. He was really against it. He was like, what is this? Like, he didn't, he thought Nicholas was a good Peter Parker, though. But that, the, the majority of the show was just Peter Parker, boy detective, because he was only yeah. Spider Man for like 10 minutes. And he didn't do like the quips, he didn't talk to the villains. He was a mostly like silent protagonist in these episodes. It's silent movie. Sick, though. Yeah. It's, and it's good. I had a VHS of one of the episodes that I found on Amazon. At the time of, like, I think I was going into eighth grade. I found it for $15, and then it broke. And then, like, the market value on it went up to 50 and I got so mad. But, yeah, so there was Nicholas Hammond as Spider-Man, and then there was a Japanese Spider-Man before Tobey Maguire. And that happened in the same, like, year of the American 1970 Spider-Man. Japanese Spider-Man was very different, though. He wasn't based on Peter Parker. He was actually a motorcyclist who runs into a man from Planet Spider who gives him the trans thing. And it was like, he transformed into Spider-Man. He would also fight like an evil cult. He had a giant robot. And what's actually funny is, if you grew up on Power Rangers, this show was produced by Toei. And this was the show that gave them the inspiration for Power Rangers. Oh, that's this cool. that's crazy. this that's show cool. set the formula for Power Rangers. Spider Man set the Power Ranger. Spider Man was the original Power Ranger. Yeah, man. Hmm. With that being said, I think it's time we start going into the movie. Thank so let me flip God. the page. So <laughs> Sean's like checking his watch. He's like, yeah. I, oh, that, I'm sorry. You're not German. <laughs> oh, Crocky, man. I am. You are. <laughs> On my mom's side, I'm German. Yes. German and British? Uh, yeah. My dad's Irish and British. My mom is Dutch and German. Okay, well, you know what? My dad lived in Hawaii when he was five, so... <laughs> so you're Hawaiian. I'm actually Port Yali, or whatever it's called. Port... I'm, I'm a, I don't know. I'm a kook. <laughs> Outer Banks reference. 
I feel like you, Allison, I feel like you hardcore watch Outer Banks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, me yeah. too. I kind of saw that too, I'm not yeah. going to lie. I yeah, no, for sure. Really you haven't watched Outer Banks? No, I watched the second season of the day. You got to watch Outer Banks, Chase. You'll love it. I don't know I anything about it besides it's all so the people good. are hot. I've watched right? it. That's true. Too. I really, dude, yeah, I honestly Iris really like. I heard it's a good watch. Okay, so I'll say this one thing and then I promise Spider Man the movie, which was so for a while before Outer Banks came out. There's a surfboard company in North Carolina, and it's called Cadden, and I really love their hats. And there was a certain hat I really liked, and it was, like, this purple hat, and on the, like, front, it said, Easy Does It. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy this hat. So I buy it, and then two weeks later, Out of Banks premieres, and John B. is wearing that same hat. And so I go to work my um, summer job, and my friend, like, looks at me, and he goes, is that the... That's a John B. hat. And I was like, you know what? I bought it before the show. And they're like, yeah, I'm sure you did. Oh, no. Wow. That, w- that would piss me off if someone said that. And then last year, because of COVID, I was kind of always wearing, like, a bandana just to put over my face when the kids got really close. So then I couldn't wear the hat because if I ever wore the hat, um, they would try to, like, say I was dressing like John B. And I was like, how am I dressing like John B.? I don't even have the Hawaiian shirt on. And (laughs) there's not a beautiful blonde next to me. There's just brunettes everywhere. While wearing a Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) While wearing the Hawaiian shirt. The blonde surrounding. Spider-Man! So uh, the first thing I'll say is, I'm not going to stick on this, but the opening credits are really cool to this movie. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy Danny Elfman's score. I love how like the names are popping up on the Spider-Man webs. And obviously in the later movies, what they do is they do like comic book style frames to tell like the other stories, other parts. But this was, in my personal opinion, a really great way to start the movie. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we have that very like tiny like peter parker opening i don't remember exactly what he said doesn't he say like not all men are created equal yeah. and then he's running against the bus and he's wearing glasses i'm like yeah nerd he's not created equal. hey let me on <laughs> hey let me on man the bus driver starts laughing at him too <laughs> well it was the 2000s and if you wore glasses you sucked i didn't ride a bus I did not ride a bus until, like, middle school. So, also, in this movie, Spider-Man is 17. In the comics, he's 15. That doesn't really matter. I just wanted to, you know... They're both in high school. Do some do some fun facts. Dude, I like when he gets on... When he finally gets on the bus, because Kirsten Dunst as MJ goes, Come on, he's been chasing us since whatever street. They let him on the bus, and he's, like, trying to find somewhere to sit. And, like, naturally, he looks at the other nerd who's a girl, and she's like, don't even think about it. Who looks like, wears glasses, looks worse than him. All right. don't even think about it. She looks like the girl from She's All That Before the Makeover. Yes. Let me tell you something, nerdy girl. You are not all that scooch over. (laughs) I would have been like, you are not all that scooch over. Yeah, Tom McGuire got buff for this movie. You think Freddie Prince Jr. is just going to come out of nowhere, you nerdy girl? Move your ass over. I'm sitting down. I'm Toby. Allison's like, I can relate to that. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Allison's like getting up. She's like, all right, have fun finding your assistant. No, I need this job. Uh, the job you don't get paid for. One day. One day when this blows up. One day. So That's also here's another fun <laughs> trivia piece is uh, we see Harry also appears very early on once again. Being played by James Problematic Franco. So, this movie is actually where they started the whole, like, Peter and Harry being friends at a younger age. Mm -hmm. Because in the comics, they didn't have that going on. And this movie is primarily based on the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. 
which the Ultimate Spider-Man comics were started in the early 2000s as a way to retell Peter Parker's origins without having to restart the whole Marvel Universe. And that's actually where MJ being the neighbor came to be an idea because Uh, they restarted it in the Ultimate comics. The Ultimate comics were the primarily basis for this movie and even Amazing Spider-Man. But yeah, even in the Ultimate comics, while him and Harry meet at a younger age and become friends eventually, they weren't friends at first. Harry was part of the popular crowd. But in this movie, it's kind of clear that Harry isn't even part of the popular yeah, crowd. He's the rich boy that no one he really... He's like the loner, like, quiet kid, but he, like, he's rich. He's, he's like... He's like, ugh, this nerdy kid with glasses. That's the one thing at the very beginning. Besides Peter, like, yelling out the bus when they're there at the science lab or whatever, they're all whispering. Like, I know it's supposed to be quiet, but it's just so awkward to hear just, hey, hey, Well, no, dude, there is, there, and I'll get to it when it pops up, there's a scene in this movie where, like, I laugh at James Problematic Franco's interpretation every single time. Like, so I'll get there eventually. You know who also... Norman Osborn, played by the magnificent William Dafoe, appears also super early in this movie. And, like, in his first appearance, he really seems to care about Harry. Like, he's like, you shouldn't be ashamed of who you are and, you know, never let someone judge you. And I was like, I kind of forget about that scene just because right. every other That's part of this movie. About his character yeah. and William Dafoe in general. Like, you care about... Green Goblin, most of the movie. But then right after, that's when he meets Peter, and then it yeah. just, like, sinks downhill for, like, Harry and his dad's relationship at that point. Okay, so they're on a they're on a field trip to a science exhibit, right? Yeah. Which is pretty much... An Oscorp lab, isn't it? Is it not run by Oscorp? I I don't think in this one... I, I, I'll probably have to go back and check, I but remember. I don't think it was... But the woman came in with the spider gun at a thought. Wasn't it an Oscorp lab? Well, in, yeah. ama- in Amazing Spider-Man, it's definitely an Oscorp lab. I thought this one was just a science. There was a visit. scene later in the film, though, where that the the woman that was giving the tour about the spiders she comes go, in goes in office. a goes into the office says we that they, they lost a spider. Really? Yeah. I must have. Blinked we just watched the... it this morning. So <laughs> I, okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna take you. So it's an Osborne one. Um, so in this version, it's not. They call it a genetically modified super spider. So is it radioactive? No. I don't know. They never call it a radioactive They don't call it a radioactive spider. They call it like a genetically... modified pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and I remember I was watching it last night and like for the first time I'm like, is it not radioactive? I think it's just the movie. Person. Well, it's even... The Mandela effect? <laughs> the Mandela effect? I'm like, wait a minute. Let me sing this theme song. Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man, <laughs> radioactive Spider-Man. <laughs> You gotta go listen to this version where they go genetically modified, modified super spider, spider <laughs> man. Spider man. Spider hyphen man. So, also very early on, immediately, I think within the first 10 minutes, you find out Peter is crushing on MJ pretty much. And Harry knows this, but he also seems not to respect this. Harry's like... Harry's also crushing on MJ. Why do I want to know these facts? Oh, let me tell MJ all these facts you just told me. I mean, Kirsten Dunst. Great MJ. Looks the part. Amazing. Would I betray my best friend to flirt with her? Yes. Yes. (laughs) No, I would never do that. No, I like Bill McGuire too much. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So obviously, they go to the science exhibit do some stuff. Peter eventually gets to take a picture in MJ. And during that, they've noticed that a spider <laughs> so tape, he gets bit and then boom, it starts happening. Mm-hmm. This is Ow. the transformation 
of something amazing. That and that's something I like about what Sam Raimi does is like he he really like foreshadows to like future stuff. Like right after he gets bit, it pans over to like a screen and it's telling you all the facts about what's wrong with the mm-hmm. spider sense, spider mm-hmm. sense, strength, yeah. jump, and all that stuff. I'm like, oh wow, I never noticed that in the movie before. I'm like, look, it's just telling everything that's about to happen to Peter. Yeah, yeah, because we're not <laughs> stupid five year olds. We know how to I, read. I know. I know. <laughs> I was telling Sean like I haven't watched this movie since I was like probably 12 13 years old you don't so. watch it annually every year at 3 a.m in the morning i should tradition now tradition now. <laughs> we're gonna wake up at eight every morning and just watch Spider-Man. every morning how many times have you watched spider-man in your life allison probably total like seven this one seven. or just spider-man movies in just this one. Oh, okay, okay. She's like, I watch it seven times a week. That's, that's more than me. every day. That's a spider. That's a Spider-Man moment a week for me. I watch every movie a week. <laughs> well, and I like when he gets bit. The immediate next scene pans over the Norman trying to land that military deal, setting up the main bad guy for the movie. Because I guess if you don't know anything about Spider-Man and you watch this movie, your first interaction with William Dafoe as Norman is. Oh, this guy, this guy is pretty nice. Is he going to be the mentor? Is he going to be a... Oh my God, he's evil. He is the bad man. He is the bad man. He's making weapons for the government. He's making weapons for the government. You know who... Okay, so they're not... Realistically, they're not in it a lot, but you know who I really wish just a couple more interactions would have been with Peter? Mm. Was Uncle Ben and Aunt May. I wish there would have been... So, I'm going to say it. This guy, as Uncle Ben, kills it for me. Yes. He is amazing. And you know what? The Amazing Spider-Man Uncle Ben is good, too. But this guy, I don't know what it is about him. But he... He's so lovable. Yeah. Dude, you know he was, like, super old when he filmed this? He was, like, 80. He looks like he's in his 60s. He looks younger. I know. He looks younger. But, um, so Uncle Man... Uncle Man (laughs) Uncle Man Man. Man. So before Peter gets home, you get you find out that they're kind of struggling for money. Peter comes home and he's very sick, and then obviously this is when the transformation starts. And Peter wakes up, and this man is jacked AF. <laughs> that, that, so that, that's also another thing that's pretty cool about. I don't. I guess this is Sam Raimi's doing, but it's a side by side thing because Willem Dafoe goes into the chamber at the same time they're doing this. Yeah, because he tries the super drug experiment on himself because the military really isn't interested. And so back to the formula. So as Spider-Man's in his like sleep coma, like during his transformation, his wet dream, yeah. Freaking Norman Osborn over here has gone insane and killed his assistant. Yes, yeah. pretty one much. of the best scenes in the yeah. movie. Yeah, that 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 scared me. Just wakes up, back to formula, throws him, <laughs> <Yeah>. dies. <laughs> Literally. And Sam about... just like develops his protagonist and antagonist side by side, and that's sick. How about when? So Peter wakes up. Once again, he's jacked AF, and he's, like, admiring himself in the mirror, and then he, like, turns to the left, and he has a really good view of MJ's window, and I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, that's that's what we said. We were like, we don't like that. Wait, what's going on? Spider-Man's like, these aren't my only organic webs. (laughs) But but right after that, it's weird, Jason, I picked up on it, because Aunt May was talking to him, and he said something, yeah, I'm just going through some changes. He said, what kind of And he goes, big changes. Big changes. We caught that as we're like, big change? What? <laughs> Looks right down at his dongus and goes, big changes. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Is that all it takes okay. is a spider bite? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> we're going to the science we're exhibit. The zoo, y'all. Well, and then, oh my gosh, so he gets dressed and he's going down the stairs 
I like when he's going down the stairs. It is the <laughs> dumbest <laughs> thing. <laughs> he does like parkour. He runs. He does the parkour off the wall, and they're like, "Peter, you're looking good." He's like, "I'm not wearing glasses anymore. Who's a loser now?" You want breakfast? I don't eat anymore. I don't, I don't eat anymore. I don't eat. <laughs> Dude, he's leaving the house. He's all hip. But then we find out MJ's in an abusive home. Her dad's yelling at him, but Peter's like, "Oh no." Oh no, bus gone! He like tries Literally. to run the bus. He like hits the side, but like the poster kind of sticks to him, and he's like, "That's so weird. I don't remember my hands being sticky." Again, right before that though, it's so creepy because he follows her to the bus stop, doesn't say a word, is like COVID distance apart from her, and then she gets picked up, and he's just watching her. After well, he watched oh, her through the window. Crazy. Yes, it's weird. <laughs> is Peter Parker the main bad guy? <laughs> He's kind of a creep. He kind of yeah. does follow MJ around in this movie. And they're not friends yet or anything. Yeah. Which, once again... She's just nice to him. So in the Ultimate Comics, which this movie is heavily based on, he and MJ does... They do have a really good friendship. Like, they've been friends since kid. But this, Peter, seems to not really, like, talk to MJ. Like, they've been neighbors. His he only has, friend is Harry. His only friend. Weird. Which, even in, like, the comics, Peter has always been kind of a loner. So it was nice yeah. in these movies to give him, like... A friend who is also his foil, you know, Peter yeah, Parker yeah. is this nerdy kid, but he comes from a very loving home, and he has these, like, kind of moral ambiguities of what's right, and Harry is, like, I, a best example is later in the movie when something happens to MJ, and he's like, well, I want to take you out, I'm going to buy you something, because because it will make you feel better, and, oh, I was, okay. yeah. and I was, like, watching that, and I was like, you know, I've always related to Spider-Man, but... <laughs> I do feel better when I buy stuff. So this is... Uh. <laughs> I was raised. Like, I mean, yeah, you have the upset. money. Yeah. Okay, so have you guys ever seen the scene where Peter catches MJ with the lunch tray? Yeah. You yeah. know that's not CGI. He they, actually did that? Dude, 156 takes. Oh my God. Could you imagine being Tobey Maguire at like 100 takes? He like looks at Sam and he goes, CGI it. And Sam's like, no, we keep going. Until we get it. Very. All right. Hey, I mean, that's still impressive, even though it took over all your takes. it was fake. Yeah. No, that legitimately... And, like, when I found that out, I had more respect for that scene, because I think you can honestly see... He can't freak character, but Tobey Maguire's face, like, lights up. He's like, I did it! I did it! (laughs) She goes, whoa, great reflexes. He's like... Yeah. He's insane, man. He, like, he drops Kirsten That's Dunst. another weird yes. thing. Right after he's, she's like, uh, hey, you have blue eyes. I didn't notice your glasses on. He just smiles. He doesn't say anything. He's I like, think like, Sam Raimi is, like, such a, he's so good with comedy. Like, we're talking about an Evil Dead. Like, that movie's so funny. And I oh, think yeah. it translates really well into this movie. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Well, and then, like, the first scene where he kind of figures out he has the webs. Mm-hmm. He, like, shoots it at a tray and then yes. it hits... It hit Flash Gordon. Who plays Flash in this movie? Because he's Deathstroke in the Justice mm-hmm. League movies. It's Joe... Um, Joe Mangiello? Joe Mangiello. I was going to say, like, DiMaggio. <laughs> Who's Joe the DiMaggio. Voice, like, the voice of Bender. Yep. No, dude. I personally love the Flash versus Peter fight scene in this when he also discovers he has spider sense. Because my favorite thing is, like, so he's fighting Flash and, like, Flash is, like, friend or goon yep. or whatever. I don't know how bullies work in these 2000 movies. To dodge, he doesn't move out of the way. Peter Parker does a double backflip and lands. Help him, Harry! I think he, I think he's got it. Yeah, no. Which one? <laughs> if I was there, I would be like, whoa, 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 whoa! Everyone, just stop! 
This man right here did a double backflip. <laughs> and you're still trying to beat this <laughs> shit out of him? We need to stop. Flash, take a five. I like look at Peter and I'm like, what's going on, man? <laughs> you circus LA? You dance with clowns? Well, kind of, that's kind of like the one, the one like goon guy says, like, you are a freak, Parker. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, he punches Flash and like he goes flying. And everyone looks at him like he's a freak. I mean, like freaking MJ is like blown away. All the kids kind of run away. And Harry's like, Peter, that was amazing. That was <laughs> freaking Smoke. Peter. Peter Parker just beat up the bully. I mean, he is the big man on campus. Yeah. He should have bucked up. He would have been like, if you run away now, no you're next. Swole the shit. No glasses, swole <laughs> Me and Chase watching. McGuire. Me and Chase watching this. We're like, whoa. This guy's kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I mean, it was funny. <laughs> All right, ready? Popcorn reading. Sean, what happens next? Oh, my God. Right after that. Um, is that when he goes to the... He goes to, like, test out the, the, so, the sticky fibers that he gets. So before like that, fingers. he climbs the wall. Which yeah, okay, that's what I meant. The client, when he starts to climb the wall, I think one of the best parts about that is the music. Like, when he touches the yes. wall, it goes, dunt, dunt. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as he keeps climbing, the music just speeds up. And I'm like, this is... And then Tom McGuire becomes a parkour artist. Parkour! He does. Parkour, parkour. And then he goes to, once again, he goes to do the organic webs. And if you've never seen Spider-Man before... You know, you probably at this moment think Spider-Man's always done organic webs, but obviously in the comics and the later movies, he doesn't have organic webs. He made his web shooters, and that was... So in the comics, they've always said, like, Peter Parker's strongest ability isn't the fact that he has super strength or these hidden abilities. It's that his mind is so strong. Like, Peter Parker Mm -hmm. is a genius inventor at age 15, and... Not that these movies do any discredit to that, but it's always important, you know, to know that this guy's a genius. Like, he is a master thinker. And so, a great example is, like, the Nicholas Hammond, like, made for TV while he's playing, like, Boy Detective and he's smart. He's not really, like, he's not, like, this level. Like, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is clearly, like, a genius. He doesn't make his, like, web shooters or anything, but he is a very smart little cookie. He's on the chess team. <laughs> he's very smart because he like obviously is looking and he goes, "Man, I'm poor, but you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna abuse my powers to enter a wrestling match, to win money, to buy a car, to impress the sexy redhead who lives but next door." On. We have thought about the scene right before that where he takes out the trash because there's a really funny line that we were laughing at. Chase, what, <laughs> go ahead and say the line, please. Um, like you're you're great in all the school plays. Oh my god, yes. Made me cry yes. In Cinderella. <laughs> and Peter, MJ goes MJ goes her face, she goes, Peter, that was first grade. <laughs> well even no, because Toby goes, even even so. Yeah. You know, performances are very good. It's just him being weird again. Like what he's taking out the trash and she's like, You weren't listening to that fight where he's like, No. I, I, well, I mean I was, but I was just taking out the trash and I'm like Toby, Toby, (laughs) dude. Sometimes, like Toby Maguire, and you know he can't be Hulk. He doesn't get to write his lines, but he will say some very like complex sentences for a seventeen-year-old in two thousand and like two. He is a genius, but like there's like certain moments, like especially in the sequel, like when he's talking to MJ and he's like, "I've been reading poems," or like, (laughs) "I've been reading literature." (laughs) I've been reading poems. 
Sam Raimi's like, what do 17 year olds say? <laughs> Sam, Sam, Raimi, Sam Raimi looking at literature, he's like, mm, do I make him sound like a normal 17 year old or William Shakespeare? <laughs> and then he gets the idea for the car because Flash rolls up with the car. Flash rolls up in the car and MJ is so immediately like taken away. Oh, cool car. All right, popcorn reading. Allison, what happens next? I don't know. He, he already, he already said it. It's the wrestling ring. It's the wrestling match. <laughs> oh, that's actually one of my favorite parts because I like how he got his name because I just thought it fit the character really well. I also love the human spider. <laughs> the yeah. human, human spi- spider. Human I've spider. That sucks. And the then, amazing, spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, Octavia Spencer's in there. <laughs> yes, Octavia yes. Spencer has her like one-minute cameo. At she's like registering him. There's no featherweight in this competition. She's like, sign me up, sign, sign me, me up. up, come on, sign <laughs> yeah. me up. But before this, you know, he's about to leave the house to go do this, and Uncle Ben like stops oh. him and he goes, "Hey, like, let me drive. Like, I'll drive you there." And he's talking to Peter and he's like, "You know, you're going through these changes and." I think every teen can relate to that moment yeah, where, like, your guardian is, like, talking to you. And, like, they want to, like, they're trying to have a sincere conversation. But, you know, you're 14 to 18 years old, so you're just a punk-ass kid who thinks they know more than their parents. But what, I mean, oh, my gosh, just because we know what's going to happen. Uncle Ben going, I know I'm not your father. And Peter going, then stop pretending to be. I got every time I'm very I, mad at Toby. Every time I watch that scene, I just, like... I almost like stopped the movie and I got like I gotta take two seconds to just breathe. I'm like, no, like I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Flash forward, Peter Parker's in the fight of his life with Macho Macho Man. Man! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! How about you get down here and fight me? Why? That's a nice costume. Did your husband Husband make it? it. Whoa! We know we know this is 2002, but you need to knock that off, Spider Toby. Spider Spider Toby. Have you ever seen like? Spider Man's a homophobe. It's canon. Canon. Have you ever seen the memes where it's like, yeah, did your husband make that for you? And like, it's Macho Man. He goes, actually, did, and he's a very loving spouse who cares about me a lot. (laughs) Unlike you, you douche. How about you get down here, you spider douche, so I can teach you a lesson in pain? Spider douche. <coughs> what an interesting idea. Spider douche. Spider douche. Spider hyphen douche, my bad. So, because of Peter's, um, obviously, like, hidden senses, he wins the match. But then he finds out he's getting ripped off by the guy who set up the match. He doesn't get the 3,000. He only gets 1,000. Well, and 100. He only got 100? Yeah, he only got 100. Give him 100. Yeah. Wow. See, sometimes I need guests so I don't screw up the facts. But yeah, so then the guy gets robbed and Peter has one split second to stop him. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's be honest. He had like six seconds. He, he could Yeah, the guy was running down the hall. He really could have stopped. I mean, he had a gun though. I mean, yeah, he, he, Peter has spider powers. Yeah. I mean, if it was me, I still... Here's yeah. my one thing is like, if I didn't have spider powers and a man was coming at me with a gun, I'm sorry, I'm not jumping in front yeah. of this... The no, guy's like, you could have stopped him. You could have done something. I would have looked at him and been like, sir, that man had a gun. I'm 5'6", 165 pounds, and you only gave me $100. Like, not to say, like, this isn't my fault. I don't want to die. <laughs> no, I, I do fully agree with that. And Peter, at this point as well, he hasn't, we're not going to, I'm not going to spoil anything yet, but he hasn't had that motivation to become, like, a hero yet. So he doesn't feel like he needs to stop this person. No, and he feels like he got ripped off. Yeah, Yeah. like I wouldn't stop it either at that point, yeah. But then obviously, you know, there's repercussions. Because in the next scene, Uncle Ben, 
is on the ground dying, which, oh my gosh, this is probably, I think, in my opinion, the best acting scene from the movie is yeah. Uncle Ben actor on the ground and he's dying and he's Peter? just like, Peter, Peter, and like, you know, that scene where his hand goes like, just dead, yeah. oh my gosh, and Toby even is amazing in this scene, right Peter, in like, you know, let's compare this to Amazing Spider-Man when Uncle Ben dies. Andrew Garfield also did an amazing, like, portrayal where he is a little bit more vocal and he's screaming for help and no one's coming. But Toby being so overwhelmed with the fact that, like, he's dead. And he probably, like, you know, he knows in that instinct. I mean, you can read it in the face that, like, my last thing I said to my guardian was stop okay. pretending like, to be my yeah. father. Yeah. And he was actually being a real, like, like just terrible, like, not kid, because obviously not actual father, but, like, remember he was late to the, do the painting thing? Oh, and yeah. he promised he'd be there. He said, don't start without me. And he yeah, and, like, Uncle and Ben like, has on, left man. this nice note that said, Michelangelo, like, food yeah. in the fridge, and it's like, I love this Uncle Ben. I wish we got, like, I would more, 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 yeah. more than I that. wish, like, and that's what I was saying. I wish we could have had at least one more scene with him and Peter just interacting, doing something. Like, doing yeah. anything. Just to show that relationship. Like, it would have meant so much if they had, like, a fun interacting scene. Yeah. And then the next scene is, like, him trying to talk to Peter. It would hit so much hard. Like, it hits hard now. It already hits hard, but, like... It would have destroyed yeah. me. Yeah. Well, imagine like we got that like scene where they were like painting together, like a really nice yeah. moment, and then it gets to the moment where they have like a fight, and then it happens. But I think the reason why we don't get it is because like Peter has been like slacking off of the chores, like he's been like, "I don't need my uncle." Like, yeah, has spider powers. Makes it hit I don't in need a him. different way. Yeah, and so in the comics, it's. Not as, he doesn't have a fight. So in the original Amazing Fantasy 15, which the first 30 minutes of this, it's a really like faithful interpretation of that first Spider-Man comic. He isn't a wrestler. He actually starts performing on TV, and then he doesn't stop the robber, and the robber robs his house. This is this is a little bit closer to the Ultimate comics, where Peter is going through changes and he's actually like failing a class, but he's on the basketball team and like Uncle Ben and Aunt May like trot. Once he gets his powers, he's on the basketball. Oh, okay. Team. I'm gonna be like, damn, nerdy, yeah, nerdy partner. He, is on so <laughs> no, during his fight with Flash in the Ultimate comics, he accidentally breaks his hand. Like he tries to block Flash, and like when he punches Parker's hand. It, like, breaks. Like, he has shattered the bones. So he takes his spot on the basketball team. And so his grades are slacking, and his, you know, his aunt and uncle are like, you always prioritize school. Like, what is going on? Like, maybe you shouldn't be on the basketball team. And Peter runs away. Uncle Ben tracks him down to a party, like, pulls him out of the party. Peter's like, you're embarrassing me. You're not my dad. Leave me alone. So runs away again. And then Uncle Ben goes home, and immediately they try to get robbed. And Uncle Ben in the comics is like, dude, you picked literally the worst house. We are so poor. We have nothing to give you. And he gets shot. So this is a little closer to the Ultimate Comics version. Damn. But, you know, the whole, like, Uncle Ben getting done down in the streets, this movie, and then obviously Amazing Spider-Man. And then we have no idea what happens in Tom Holland's movies because they yeah. refuse to mention Uncle Ben. Yeah, which it's is not very fair. weird. Very weird. I don't like it. There was one hint, to, different movie, but there was a hint to it in Far From Home because, like, his the suitcase. suitcase mm-hmm. But we still know nothing. So then, obviously in this movie, Uncle Ben has died. Peter tracks down the robber, and he finds out 
that it's the same guy he let go. And that's when it clicks for him. And then this guy accidentally kills himself. You know, I feel like Peter could have saved him. I'm not going to go too much into this scene, but, like, when he's, like, standing over the ledge, and they're like, freeze, don't move. Like, Tobey Maguire's face is hard AF. Yeah. Sam Raimi's like, look, this man killed your uncle. You don't feel bad. I might be German. I don't know. I don't know. And then, also, so, Peter Parker has just not killed this man, but, you know, just witnessed the... Beat him up and, you know, kind of brought the killer to justice. And then in the immediate next scene, the Green Goblin kills the military men. Which is hilarious. Yeah. I'm sorry, that is Freaking so funny. Hilarious. Just comes out of nowhere, just, and just blows them all up. And then, besides the one scene of Peter, like, going home and comforting his Aunt May, the next thing we see Peter in is his high school graduation. We find out he's in the chess Say club. chess! Say <laughs> chess! Chess! No, this is, so this is James Franco's line I was talking to you about, and he <laughs> delivers it so bad. He, like, goes to Peter, and go rewatch the scene. He goes, Peter, my dad got us the place in the fall. Yes. And he says it like that in such a low-tone voice. It makes me believe that that was the first scene he shot Weird. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Had, like, no character development. <laughs> Just kind of there. Just, yeah. like, with one line, and he But out. I was like, you know, if... You know, personally, if it was me, I would have been like, Peter, dude, we got the place in the fall. Or something like that. He's upset that his dad got him an apartment. He's like, Peter, guess what? Yeah, I was like, James Franco, I'm going to need you to be a little bit, you know, more. And he's pretty good throughout the rest of the movie. I liked him as Harry, but not there. (laughs) I liked him as Harry. I liked James Franco before. Yeah. Before he came problematic, James Franco. Not you know, well, though. you know, Seth Rogen over the summer yeah. announced that he won't work with him anymore. Yeah. Unless, like, they're proven to be, like, false allegations. Like, I'm not going to work with him. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Seth Rogen and James Frank, like, that is his oldest collaborator. Yeah. I don't know if you guys I have ever watched Freaks and Geeks. Dude. Yeah, he was on Freaks, Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you guys seen, have you all seen Freaks and Geeks? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Such an amazing show. Super well casted. Whenever I can, I, t- I, I recommend this show to people because I loved it. I watched it my freshman year of college, and it was such a good show. And I like how it's like, it can honestly be a one-season show because yeah. every loose end kind of gets tied up. Except, like, they go on the Grateful Dead tour bus, <laughs> like groupies. But... Yeah, but I feel, what, when was that show? It was the like 80s. 99? It's yeah, set in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, it's it set in the 80s. So it's set in the 80s. Later. I feel like that's a very... Like okay, ending yeah. to the show is her getting on a bus and like she going to the her dreams. Pretty much, she just wants to be happy. So like, I know they graduated. <laughs> they graduated. So back to the Spider-Man. So Peter has become, you know, after graduation, he goes to that trunk and he pulls out that old wrestling costume and his old idea. And I think I don't know how long it's been since Uncle Ben died. I want to say it's been maybe a month. Yeah. Or, you know, a good couple of weeks. That's the first time I really see his grief, too. When I was a kid, I was under the impression that it had been a long time mm-hmm. since. You they know, were about to graduate. And I, knew, graduate. I knew they were about to graduate. As a kid, I watched it almost as, like, he got his powers in the fall and he doesn't become Spider-Man until that yeah, summer. Yeah. But, you know, that was before I picked yeah. up on everything. I was just five years old, <laughs> happy to be watching Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, true. He swing on the web. <laughs> swing whip. Swing whip. I go scoop scoop. <laughs> I really like how, like, 
they're doing those little frames where people are like talking about Spider-Man and then it like cuts the well if you ask me he's a menace he's bad to society uh, where do the webs come from man uh, are they organic there's that like like goth looking girl's like man eight hands mm, sounds great yeah that's hot <laughs> eight hands sounds hot <laughs> See, you like how you said it, but then I said it. Okay, yeah, Allison, so now you say it. Because Sean's not funny. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I forgot. <laughs> Sean, Sean didn't do college improv. You Bro. comedy like we do. Allison, here, you say it, because you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be really funny. Say it. What, just eight hands, that's hot? Whoa! Oh, I know. Allison, keep it in your pants. Sorry, guys, sorry. Damn, what a and here come. <laughs> now, I want to say... Tobey Maguire, you know, there's always the debate, who's the best Spider-Man? There can never be a better J. Jonah Jameson than J.K. Simmons. Because there hasn't been another J. Jonah Jameson. There hasn't been. There hasn't been, but he is so good in this, like, his first scene as... He's a menace! He's a menace! He doesn't want to be famous? I'll make him infamous! That's a great line. Yeah. (laughs) I try to think of, like, who else could have played... J. Jonah Jameson in the scene. Nope. It's it's not like a Scott Pilgrim versus the world where it's like, oh, we don't get Michael Sarah, that's fine. We'll get Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. I don't think anyone else could have played J. Jonah Jameson. No. And obviously <laughs> Marvel was like, you know what? That is such a true statement that no he one will, will always <laughs> He will always be J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. But he um the bugle starts asking for money for picks of Spider Man and Peter decides, yeah, this is how I can make some money. To support so myself. He takes photos of himself. Well, dude, I was looking at some of the pictures of himself, and it's like, how does he, you know? No, if, yeah. If you were smarter, you'd be like, yeah. wait a minute, how did how did this kid get these exact like, photos? If it was me, I would have been like, uh, Peter, it's not that these pictures aren't great, but this is clearly a very vivid shot of him swinging through NYC. How'd you get this? Yeah, he's also he's like really on a building on his film camera that he'd have to like put into manual focus himself. It just like. They're great photos, but, like, um, how did you... (laughs) Yeah. Okay, also, I didn't list who plays this guy, but one thing I like about Sam Raimi's movies is that every character appeared isn't, like, an original character. They are all from the comics. So when Robbie Robertson shows up, Mm. you know, I don't know who plays that guy, but he is so good, you know. And that's Jonah's foil, is this guy likes Spider-Man, and he wants Jonah to print, like, actual good stories about Spider-Man. But Jonah's over here, like... Infamous! Monster! I'm in the cast of Invincible! <laughs> so he gets the freelance job at that point, though. Like, he wants yeah. the job, he gets just, just the freelance He gets the freelance job, and then... She's not in this movie for more than this scene, but is it, it's Elizabeth Banks' is oh, Betty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, like, you know, well, I love her in Wet Hot American Summer. And I'm oh, for, my God, I gotta rewatch that. Oh, it's such a good oh, movie. Paul Rudd. And it's really funny, because I don't... I know Elizabeth Banks, and I know she's a great actress. I have not seen her in anything other than Spider-Man and Wet Hot American Summer. But I still do the Leonardo DiCaprio point every time. I'm like, oh, it's her. Doesn't she, isn't she Effie Trinket in Hunger Games? Is she? Is she? Is that who? Is, she uh, is that who plays Here, speak up. Say that to the mic, Allison. I asked. She's a good she, oh, I think she she's, she's Effie Trinket yeah, in I the Hunger Games. Is. Yeah, she is. no, she is. No, yeah. because I feel like the best person who ever played Effie Trinket was actually Toby McGuire. I thought you were going to say J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> for some reason. Or J.K. Simmons would be like, yeah, I agree. Power move would have made to make the other announcer um, J.K. Simmons in that movie. 
Here comes number one. <laughs> oh, number one has just stabbed number two. He's infamous. He's infamous. He's a menace. <laughs> you know who's a menace in the next scene is Peter runs into MJ, quote unquote. Runs into MJ. He's actually been stalked. I think this is the first time he's actually run into MJ and he accidentally did it. But he runs into MJ and, you know, they're talking about what they've been up to and MJ hints or she drops to Peter that she's now dating Harry. Oh, Burn. What a dick, you you freaking Osborne dick. He's fucking living with Harry, too. Is that the next scene? Yeah. Like, oh they go to the, the place they're living, and Norman's there. And Norman's like, Peter, who's... who's I don't know why did Jay join us for that, but he's like, Peter, who who is uh, who's Harry dating? Can you tell me? He's like, well, well, Harry hasn't told me yet. Well, and it's funny because, in you know, Mary Jane is with Harry. So Peter's jealous of that, but then Harry's jealous of the fact that his dad... Loves Peter, and you know mm-hmm. Peter is clearly like the son he really wants, yeah. versus like Harry, Harry, who's delinquent. you know, I wouldn't say delinquent. I just think it's like that he doesn't uninspired. have like He's he doesn't so have big aspirations bad. versus yeah, Peter, who and Peter's like Norman's like, hey, like you know, let me get you like some help. I'll get you a job. And Peter's like, you it. know, Peter wants to work well, for it, and he's like, I admire that so much. And Harry's over in the corner like. Well, Daddy, I want a new Porsche. Well, that's <laughs> funny because when they mention who the girl is that Harry's dating, Harry does a dumb. It was like, "Hey, Peter, didn't you need a job? My, my dad can give you a job." And then that's it. Creates that segue, and Harry's like, "Yeah, I'm here too." But I'm like you said it, James Franco really had to sell it in that point. Sam, Sam's like, "Hey, you have to sell. Like, you're not the top biller in this movie." And James Franco was <laughs> like, "Look at me. Look, look at me. I'm in this dad, dad." <laughs> I could be Spider-Man. <laughs> Norman's over here having a great time talking to Peter, and then he finds out they're selling his company, which that's Aww, my favorite yeah. Norman Osborn line in this movie. Right after the Uni- Unity Festival. What What does he say? You know how hard I had to work for this? You know how much I had to sacrifice for this job? Or you like, can't, take the you, company? you can't do this to me. You know what I had to sacrifice? My loving relationship with my son. And then, the, then they're like stone cold, like, <laughs> it's a unanimous decision, Norman. And then that just cuts away. I'm like, oh, poor. So then it goes to the Unity Fair. Formula. Unity Fair, right? Yeah, yeah. the Unity Fair. Why, why is it called the Unity Fair? But I know they're all different. Like, they're celebrating. Well, that, that's Fairs. something that someone in our apartment asked. They're like, why is MJ wearing like a that? kimono or yeah. something? Yeah. Like, like, it's uh, the Unity Festival. Uh, what do because, you want us to because say? Because it's hot. Because um, someone had to wear it, and they couldn't put Tobey Maguire in a gi. Yeah, because he can't do that. He can't like rip his shirt off. <laughs> this reveal that he's Superman, a Spider Man. Parker in a daishiki. I don't get it. <laughs> daishiki. <laughs> oh my gosh! So this is the first fight between Spider Man and Green Goblin. Green Goblin shows up and he starts throwing the pumpkin bombs. Everyone's like, "Who is that?" How about, let's talk about the fight that, for some reason in this scene, that pumpkin bomb disintegrates, like, everybody. It's not like a... But, but MJ, <laughs> yes, who's also her, within range of the right bomb. Well, Harry's right there, too. But that bomb, like... Hold on, that, that, would, that would, like, that would interfere with the plot. We can't kill them off. <laughs> yet. But, like, I get it that he couldn't do a bomb because that would have killed probably Harry and MJ, but what is it? It's like a light beam that turns well, them to skeletons? Something that Chase and I really talked about when we watched movies that they were really experimenting with CGI in yes. this film. Okay, but you can't tell me, like, everything with Spider-Man when he's, like, climbing the walls in his costumes and stuff. 2002, that is great. Good. You know, that fooled the studio. Like, they oh. were, when he is in 
the Spider-Man costume, the full one, not the wrestler one. Yeah, like, yeah. they were like, how'd you do that? And he's like, CGI. When he's in the wrestling costume for that brief moment when he learns the web swing, that's a little different. You can kind of yeah. tell he's CGI. Mm-hmm. But while in costume, oh my god, like, it's amazing for 2002. Mm-hmm. And then nowadays, it's like, you know in the Tom Holland movies when it's like CGI Spider-Man yeah. versus like in costume. And that's what I almost love about this movie is, like, the shots, you just tell he's in the costume. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, mm-hmm. CGI for, like, certain fight scenes or anything. He's in the suit. Mm-hmm. And that's great. So he starts, like, he fights Goblin, um, saves MJ. Harry gets clonked by that, like, he's, like, going to say it. He's, <gasps> like, he's like, MJ! And then he gets hit by a rock. What if, like, the rock didn't really knock him out, but he's like, okay, I'll just lie here. <laughs> Maybe the Spider-Man can save her? That I mean, he could be, honestly. You never know mm-hmm. what James Franco was doing in that moment. Well, real quick, acting. we're going to cut it over to Allison Matson for her take on this spider scene. Allison, how do you feel about Spider-Man versus Green Goblin in this very first fight? I enjoyed the first fight because I thought they like did a really good job introducing kind of the Green Goblin, like him getting, you know fired from his own company mm-hmm. and then he comes in and then everybody's like oh who is that and people think it's like some cool thing and then he just starts like killing people mm-hmm. yes. yeah just straight up how do you how do you feel yeah. about okay here's a question because this is where a lot of people get torn do you think the costume in this movie is good for Green Goblin yes, I, yes. Was. I think yeah. it's a so I think it's a realistic I think it's a really great realistic costume for him to wear. Now, they experimented with him wearing like a green goblin mask that was going to be more comic accurate, but I think this, and especially for the setting of the movie, it makes more sense for him to wear the Power Ranger suit. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Like, yeah. it fits the theme of the movie, too. I'll say it, though. There is only one part of that costume I don't like. Because as a kid, I never noticed it. Because, you know, I'm five... The mouthpiece where you yes. can see him. Yes. That's, what, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. I said that. We yeah. said that today. We well, didn't we, notice it. We had just talked about how, like, they cover up Willem Dafoe's teeth with, like, the fake set of teeth that, like, take away his tooth gap. Uh-huh. And then whenever he's Green Goblin, like, talking to himself in the mirror, he, like, you can see his tooth gap. And through the mask, we could see it. That's the first time I ever noticed it. I don't, like, why would you not just fill it, like, more dark? I don't like it yeah. when I can see his pearly white teeth. I yeah. hate that. I like it because it kind of makes it more realistic of the character and how mm-hmm. he's, like, not it going insane, but... did take me insane, out of it but... for a second, though, because I was like, is that Willem Dafoe's teeth? <laughs> I like the shape of the helmet, too. Like, I like the elongated mm-hmm. back because I had a buddy who was like, I don't get the helmet look. And I was like, well, in the comic, he wears, like, a purple cap and, you know, they just elongated it to look mm-hmm. like that. And they're like... Why didn't they make it purple? And I was like, me, 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 me. Like, shut up. Shut up. Are you Sam Raimi? Well, I have a question for you. Then, shut Jacob. up, CJ. <laughs> I have a question for you then, Jacob, because I didn't read any comics. In the comics, is is Green Goblin also, like, a quippy kind of person, like a comedic kind of person, like how Willem Dafoe portrayed it? Because Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin's kind of funny. Like, when the cops come, he's like, I surrender! And then he just kills him. Yeah, like, so not in... So, not in the Ultimate Comics, which, thank God they didn't go the... the uh, thank God they went the more traditional route for this Green Goblin. Because in the Ultimate Comics, they take a spin and they make him, like, the Hulk-sized Green yeah, Goblin. That's so, okay. in... Yeah, so in the comics, he's always been more of, like, this kind of trickster. He's also... I mean, he is Spider-Man's deadliest villain besides Doc Ock. 
But, like, yeah, it's... Willem Dafoe does a great job as Norman Osborn. And also something from the comics is that we find out, like, later, like, literally five minutes after the scene, is that, like, Norman and the Goblin are kind of like this split personality, like, Dr. Hyde, yeah. Mr. Jekyll. Did I say that right? I think Doctor, so. Dr. Jekyll, Dr. Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde. <laughs> cool. Dr. Hyde, Mr. Jekyll. <laughs> no, but, like, it's literally like that where he's slowly losing control of himself. Mm-hmm. To, I, it's a great scene. Now, in the comics, Norman is kind of really unfeeling. Like, he is a monster regardless of being the Goblin or Norman. But that's what I almost love about this is, like, he's kind of, like, he's not a great guy. No. But you can tell, like, he at least doesn't want to kill he everyone. Kill he don't want to kill people. Really. But the Goblin is like, let me tell you something, Normie. We need to we need to turn the spider. <laughs> So he, he also, this is, this is also another great scene, which, you know, when you get older, you appreciate it, which is, you know, not a lot of people like J. Jonah Jameson. And like, even in that next scene, Peter's like, you know, you shouldn't, like, he's not a bad guy. And he's just like, whatever, Parker, screw you. And then the goblin attacks and he won't give up who the goblin's like, who takes the photos? And he goes, I don't know. I don't know. And it's (laughs) like, you know, that shows a lot of integrity that J. like Jonah's not going to give up Peter. Yeah. You know, we skipped over something that I think is probably one of the funniest moments in the movie, and that's right after the Unity Festival when he saves MJ. Oh my god, I totally forgot. Because if you look at it, when he's like swinging with her, that's not Toby, that's a mannequin, and her hair <laughs> is blowing the, the wrong way. way. It oh. is the best scene ever it's done like in a movie. stiff Spider-Man, like styrofoam-looking mannequin. <laughs> And then like then then like that meme started where like he's on the the roof with her. He's like, "Who are you?" And then they like <laughs> dub over stuff, and then he just runs away. You know who I am? Your friendly neighborhood Spider Man flips off the the roof. <laughs> I think this is the movie where Spider Man quips the most. Like he's definitely yeah. the most yeah. talkative, which is also fair to the character. Like Spider Man was always a talkative like character. Yeah. You know, he was always like. I am going to make fun of my villains as I fight them. Mm-hmm. Versus Batman, who's like, where is she? I'm going to break your collarbone. And then I'm going to adopt a 10-year-old and put him into a life of pain. And structure. And I'm going to wear all black and he's going to wear red so the bullets come at him like, pachoo, pachoo. Yeah, I, I like Spider-Man better. <laughs> Me too. What were we on? J.J. <laughs> Jonasson just got... Uh, bar- Green oh Goblin yeah, Green name. Goblin just showed up. So, Spider-Man immediately appears in the next scene. Goblin tranks him. And then he tries to, like, you know, have a talk with Spider-Man. He's like, you know, why don't you join me? You know, I could clearly kill you in this next scene. But I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to leave. I also think that was a very interesting choice, I'm going to say, for San Raimi to not take the mask off as Green Goblin. Like, he doesn't take the mask off. I was wondering about that, too. I was like, wow, Goblin really wants to know who Spider-Man is. This is his... This is his moment, but I guess, like, in the moment, he's, like, you know, he actually does want an alliance with Spider-Man, so I guess he doesn't want to cross that path. Because he could have easily, like, taken off his mask. Yeah, Yeah. he wants trust. Weird. Weird. Weird trust. Weird trust. So how long long do you think between Goblin making him the offer to the burning building scene? I think it's maybe been, like, a week or two, but I don't know. Because do you think it was, like, do you think it was next day? No. No, I think it's been, like, a week at least. Because, obviously, like, this is Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day, I'm pretty sure, is when the fire building is, because then it goes on to the dinner, but Spider-Man finds out a burning building, he saves, does he save a kid? Yeah, he has a baby. Saves a baby, and and then there's a woman screeching, and the cop's like, you're going nowhere, 
and then the woman's screeching, and he's like, no, go save him, but come right back and part. Like, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. In fact, I'm not going to save the woman. Pass. <laughs> like, he just, he just, walks, waves, just, he just walks away, and it's like, where are you going? He's like, I told you. Pass. Green Goblin's plan is just foiled. <laughs> Green Goblin in the burning building, like, where is he? <laughs> but no, Spider-Man gets up there. He thinks he's saving a woman, but it's actually just, uh, it's actually Willem Dafoe in his second time doing drag since Boondock <laughs> said. <says. laughs> That's good. That was good. Thank you. And then, Sean, you said this next line is literally your favorite. It's... Yeah, so he's trying to convince him again to join him, and he puts a bomb behind his back. He's like, so are you in or are you out? And he goes, it's you who's out, Gobby. Out of your mind. Wrong answer. Throws the bombs at him. That is the cheesiest, corniest, just worst thing I've ever heard. But it's, but it's awesome. perfect. What it's if? Perfect. What if in that scene, Norman just goes, "Nerd," <laughs> and then still throws the bombs. He's like, "Are those lens on your face or are they glasses?" <laughs> <laughs> It's like there's like the Matrix thing where he like just jumps back and like leans back. Have you ever seen a superhero movie with Drake controversial Bell? Yes, I would keep talking. He about was that. just telling me. So superhero movie is a parody of Spider-Man. It's also funny how Drake Bell went on to voice Spider-Man for the Ultimate yeah, Spider-Man like comic it's TV like show. show. But in that scene that parodies the scene where Spider-Man does the Matrix, Drake's Bell superhero just gets hit with all the freaking. Movies. Yeah, <laughs> We no, so Spider-Man dodges them all, except for one that cuts his arm, and then he does the oh. Matrix, like, <laughs> what? Stop, stop, because that's pretty accurate to when he gets, he gets hit, and he goes, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, my arm, little what the frick? Little German boy gets cut in the arm. <laughs> oh, what's the frick, Goblin? What that doesn't like Goblin just leave after? Yeah. Like doesn't yeah, does, does he? Does, he never finishes the fight. He just leaves. He's just like, all right, he's out. I did my quip. And he's he, he looks at you, his Goblin watch. He's like, whoa, dinner time. And then goes eat dinner, and they're all there. Whatever. Well, and then Peter almost gets caught coming back yeah. about the change, mm-hmm. and then at the dinner, which by the way, if you didn't know, Peter is wearing a green shirt and a purple tie. Yes, green Goblin yes. colors. And Norman is wearing a blue red shirt and, blue. and a red tie, yeah. Spider-Man colors. But at dinner, like, it's revealed that Peter has a cut on his arm, and that's when it clicks for Norman. Norman leaves immediately, and this was his first time meeting MJ, and then what does he say about it? Doesn't he I call her? what it was. He's like, I don't really care about you and that hussy. <laughs> Yeah, he he's, he's, says she's like with him for the money and stuff like that. He's a gold. She's a gold digger, yeah. Harry. It happens well, just like your was. mother. She's a hussy. Yeah. That's what... <laughs> and then MJ's obviously upset. You, <laughs> Harry goes. You heard? I think everyone heard Harry, and she leaves. And Harry doesn't offer to buy her anything. I know oh, you're upset. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so let me buy you something. Let me buy you a Porsche. Let me buy you a Porsche. He says something about. MJ and then Aunt Mary Aunt May's Aunt like Mary. <laughs> Aunt May's like Harry Osborne why I never <laughs> Rosemary Harris really does the most in this movie I yeah. guess yeah <laughs> dude how old do you think Peter Parker's parents were that like Aunt May and Uncle like Ben worse. are just old as that's that's the one thing I like I love Rosemary Harry and the guy Rosemary Harris and the guy who plays Uncle Ben but I almost like how in Amazing Spider-Man, while the Uncle Ben actor isn't, you know, anything to super write off about, even though I love him, 
Like, whoever plays Aunt May, and she's a well-known actress, who I'm forgetting her name, they're at least close to the age they should be. Like, they are 50 when Peter Parker's in high school. Like, that's pretty believable. Versus, like, Aunt May in this movie, who might borderline need to go to, like, a nursing home afterwards. Almost, yeah. She's moving pretty fine. Like, was uh, Peter's mom, like... Peter was 60? I mean, sorry. (laughs) Or was Aunt May so much older? I mean, you never know. You never know. Aunt May is actually only 39 in this movie. No. No way. But Norman has put together the goblin personas like, you know what you have to do. So as Aunt May is just, you know, on her bed, saying grace, saying, man, what a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Green Goblin, like Kool-Aid man's through the window. Oh, yeah! Finish it! Finish the line! Because she's saying, like, oh, my gosh. Or the awesome I don't remember the line. Our the, father. The Lord's Prayer. Yeah. yeah. How does that end? Oh, my gosh. I, 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 daily, I gave us our daily bread. I know. I can't. I can't. I grew up Catholic. I, I grew up Catholic, too, and it's embarrassing, but I can't. I don't know the ending unless I say it out loud. Oh. Oh. First communion! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, before this, no, after this. So, Aunt May gets attacked. Peter goes to the hospital. And Harry's just, like, he's come home, and he's upset, and his dad's in a frenzy. And that's when he lets loose to his dad that Peter really loves Mary Jane more than Harry does. And Norman's like, you're a good boy, Harry. When Aunt May tell, well, Peter, no. this is the scene where Peter kind of confesses. So, Peter, MJ comes to see Peter in the oh yeah hospital for Aunt May. And this is the scene where Peter's talking Oh, oh my gosh, frick, we skipped it. I need to go back. We skipped the second MJ scene. The MJ, the upside down kiss. That's what we were talking about. Oh my gosh, how did I forget this? So anyway, I have to go back real quick. I know we're backtracking. But I bought you a cheeseburger. (laughs) I bought you a cheeseburger, which is Peter. Peter is is definitely stalking MJ at that scene. Is he he, threatened this little theater audition? He's like, (laughs) well, I heard for you know your mom told my aunt, and so Peter goes to see MJ after an audition. MJ is like, hey. You know, actually, I'm going to go see Harry. And then those two goons are like, hey, look at her. Yeah, let's go get her. <laughs> let's go get her. And so they chase after her. And <laughs> Peter suits up as Spider-Man and kicks the ever-loving crap out of them. Why? It's raining. It's what, raining. What if they were just Mormons? Hey, have you accepted Jesus into your life? <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man would probably. Hey, lady. <laughs> I mean, are you a founding member? <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man probably still would have kicked the crap out of him. Yeah, no yeah. one touches his keep, keep your yeah, controversial... And he hates Mormons. Yep. <laughs> Peter Parker, like, foot on the head. Keep your controversial beliefs to, to yourself. yourself. <laughs> but then, oh my god, the upside-down kiss is so funny to me. Oh, yeah. Apparently it's one of the worst things that they ha- that they wanted to do on, like, record because it's, it's like, raining and it's upside down, so it's just really awkward. uncomfortable and awkward. Like, they both didn't enjoy it, apparently. Toby McGuire is looking at Sam Raimi. He's like, I don't care what you have to do. I'm gonna be in the suit. <laughs> that is 2002 redhead Kirsten Dunst, and I'm gonna be in this seat! Damn! <laughs> No, but I've always loved that scene because he gets kissed and then he zips back up and MJ's like, yeah, there he goes! And it was, I don't know why. MJ probably looks around after that, sees all the unconscious bodies. She's like, I gotta get out of here. Isn't she on her way to see, Nipples. see Harry too? Yeah, she was on, she her, was way on her way to see her boyfriend. She's on her way, bro, she probably that, showed that up. Was, that was to the, uh, 
That was the day before the... Not the day before the fire. That was before the fire, though, right? The... Yeah, that was the day before the fire. Okay, okay, okay. Which, oh my gosh, dude. I bet, like, she shows up to see Harry, and she's telling him, and Harry's like, well, what happened? She's like, don't worry about it. Like, nothing. Why is your why is your lipstick smear? Don't worry about it. I, I wish we could Spider Man Harry. <laughs> I'm in love with Spider. She actually shows up the date night. She's like, "Hey, like I got this authentic Spider Man suit, and I was like, well, I thought it'd be fun if you wore it." <laughs> you also go like on the ceiling and like upside down. <laughs> I want you to be upside down. What, like sixty? No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Hang from the ceiling. Hang from the ceiling. So anyway, back to the hospital. Peter is talking about how he has talked to Spider-Man about how great Mary Jane is. And, like, Mary Jane's kind of putting the two together that Peter likes her. Aunt May, like, kind of opens her eyes for a second and goes, she's like, "Mm, get him, Peter. Get him. But then he talks to Aunt May and, like, Aunt May's like, yeah, we kind of all know you got it bad for MJ. And he's like, oh, no. Got it bad. Everyone knows I got it bad for MJ. And he goes to call her on the freaking landline phone. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know, like, when you're leaving a message, someone can, like, pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how cell phones work? No. I don't know. No, because you, you don't get the notification. Then. Yeah, you don't, with cell phones. But, yeah, back in the day, I definitely remember being a kid when we had, like, our landline phone and you could pick up while someone was, like, leaving a message. Mm-hmm. But Goblin gets on the phone and he's like, I got your girl, Spider-Man. Also, oh, I was in Oh, my God, Dutch. I love this part. Yeah, is he on the... He's on the Brooklyn Bridge, right? Yeah. Which also <laughs> might be, like... It might be a reference to the fact that, like, Green Goblin in the comics killed Gwen Stacy. Who, if you don't know who Gwen Stacy is, that's Emma Stone's character from the Amazing, Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. But he killed her on that bridge. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man shows up. Goblin is holding <laughs> MJ and a whole cart of children hostage. And he's like, <laughs> they're orphans, bro. <laughs> they're orphans. Wait, they're orphans? I swear, they're orphans. <laughs> he says they're orphans. like, you gotta choose a love of your life for this bus full of orphans. That's so <laughs> what if What if he killed all the parents beforehand? <laughs> Will he drop? <laughs> I just love, I love, the, I love that the idea is he drops both of them and he has to save both of them somehow. He's Dude. like, I killed all these parents Peter, to get these kids so now they're all Peter, Peter like running slow motion he's like man who do I choose the girl with the awesome rack or kids who already have it bad honestly <laughs> well, he's doing them a favor he's putting them out of their misery well yeah but he does so he obviously jumps he grabs MJ and then he grabs the cart and so back to Very if funny. you remember at the beginning of the podcast I said the 9-11 issue of Spider-Man kind of, like, showed that, like, we all need to come together stronger. So yeah. that next scene where Green Goblin is tormenting Spider-Man and about to, like, really kill him, MJ, and the orphans, the New Yorkers come together and start throwing stuff. And, like, if you mm-hmm. fight with one of us, you fight with all of us. That scene, so that scene was inspired by 9-11 to kind of show, like, people need to come together and, mm-hmm. you know, I guess face yeah. our demons together. Oh, wow. Sam Raimi's like, I'm analogy. gonna make this yeah. scene special. 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 So he's able to save MJ and the cart full of old friends, and he's in the game. He's he's over this. Oh yeah. I, he's sick of the Green Power Ranger. <laughs> so he starts fighting him, and then he takes the pumpkin bomb right to the face. Oh yeah. Dude, this next scene is brutal. When he like when this is also a great scene. When he, regardless of the fact that this movie is full of great scenes, when he is getting the crap kicked out of him by Green Goblin. Like, it is a great scene. Yeah. Your hero, like, you know, your hero is getting, once again, the crap beat out of him, but you believe oh. it. Like, it is believable. <laughs> and then he gets, gets punched in the face and goes, ah! <laughs> or, no, he's not punched in the face. Doesn't Goblin, like, 
he does a lot to him. He doesn't. He does like. I'm trying to remember what he does. It's so funny. Um, before this podcast, I went downstairs because my mom has saved a bunch of Spider-Man figures, and I had this toy when I was younger. But I found it, and it's battle. It's literally Tobey Maguire from the moment where he's getting the crap kicked out of him. It's like battle damage Spider-Man, super poseable figure. Thanks, Dina. I'm just upset because this is not the face. I'm holding the figure up right now because I found it. It's not the face of when he goes, ah! <laughs> just mouth wide open. Just, ah. But I'll say this, like, when he's about to kill Peter and he, like, mentions that, like, after this he's going to go kill MJ, Peter goes on, like, God mode. No! Yeah, overpowers Life him. Like, beats the crap out of Goblin. And then he's like, Peter, don't do it. It's me. It's Norman. It's dad. <laughs> and he's like... He's like, don't, like, help me, Peter. Like, the goblin took over. You've, I've always been, like, a father to you. I've always yeah. loved you more than Harry. And Peter's like, and I love this scene. Because mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is, Peter goes, I already have a father. His name was Ben Parker. And it's like, yes. What if in that moment he said, like, his real dad's name? Richard Parker. And I didn't know him very well, but Ben Parker. Never right had him once, but. He was a better, he was a better father to me by not being in my life than you were, Bitch. <laughs> And then it's then he goes, Godspeed, Spider-Man. And he gets impaled by his glider, which that's how he dies in the comic for a brief moment when characters didn't automatically come back when they died in the comics. Like, that's how he got killed. Like, he tries to kill Spider-Man with the glider, and he gets impaled. And in that last moment, like, he's kind of come back. He's come back, and he's like, don't tell, don't tell Harry, you know? Mm-hmm. That was the only scene I feel like my dad definitely watched the movie and was like, mm, maybe, maybe this movie yeah. isn't great for my five-year-old son. I can see it. I miss, I like the Me picking up a knife after that, like, this is how I play with my enemies. <laughs> Stabs that. Jeez, brother. Green Goblin is dead. He takes the body back to um, the Oscorp household. Harry finds the body, blames Spider-Man. You killed him! <laughs> I, don't setting, know. I don't know what he said. Setting but... up the sequel... The next scene, we all know it. It's the funeral. I'm oh my gosh, no, dude! But like when Harry, I'll say it, dude. When Peter's like checking on Harry, and he's like, "I know what it's like to like miss a father," and Harry's like, "I'm really just appreciative. Like you're the only family I have." <laughs> Peter's probably like, "Shee!" Yikes! Because yeah. not only that, but like MJ in that very scene tells Peter, like, you know, in that moment where I thought I was gonna die, it's not Harry I was thinking of. It's not Spider Man. Like. I thought of you, like, I like you, and they kiss, and, like, this is everything Peter's probably hoped for, but he rejects her, her, but it's all because he's learned that he can't have a normal life. He does the next movie. He knows that with great power comes great responsibility, and he knows what he has to do. And that ends Spider-Man 2002. What are our, you know, what do we got? Final thoughts? Final thoughts? I'm going to start with Chase. I just love this movie. It's so fun to watch, and... It, it's just a classic, and I've only watched it like four or five times, but every time I watch it, it just makes me want to watch the whole trilogy. Uh, Sean, what you feeling? Um, I think everyone, if you don't like this, you're out of your mind, just like Gobby, because it's really good, and it's a start of, it's start of something that became so amazing over the film industry. It really is, that and X-Men were like the start of like this big, just superhero film industry thing and like the idea of it. So I, I say it's a great watch and it's a great thing to just sit down and watch with people. All right, and Allison? Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I think it did a really good job of like setting the stage of what Spider-Man would become and is today. Um, and I think I'm going to go back and rewatch it again just because 
There's a lot more things I want to look for now after talking. Yeah, when I decided uh, the movie I was going to choose for the first episode of season two of Review Corner, I really wanted to do a movie that I, not to say anything about any other movie I've ever reviewed, but I wanted to do a fun movie, a movie that like I've had a lot of fun with, multiple people have fun with, I knew you guys were going to enjoy, and like, let's just be honest, like um, Chase said, this movie set the groundwork, because let's be honest, I don't think if we ever got Spider-Man, we would, we would probably still have other movies, but this set the tone for the movies that came after. This set the tone for the superhero craze Mm -hmm. with Marvel. Because after Spider-Man, you know, we got Fantastic Four, we got Ghost Rider, we We got got the Spider-Man 2. We got Spider-Man 2, which is regarded as the best standalone, so he's the only superhero, like, movie. And I'll say it, like, Spider-Man 2, phenomenal movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember being a kid, like, thinking Green Goblin was, like, the highest Spider-Man villains, and then... Freaking Doc Ock. Alfred Molina. Oh my god. And while we're on the topic, I'm gonna say it. Spider-Man No Way Home comes out in December. The trailer dropped. You know. And once again, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is nothing like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. But at the end of the trailer, when he's in this different parallel universe, Alfred Molina shows up as Doc Ock. And I mean, it was, I remember I watched, I didn't watch the trailer when it first came out. I found the leak the day before with everything unfinished. And when you like, I saw Alfred Molina as like pre CGI, I still lost it. And now we have hints that Toby and Andrew are going to appear in this movie. Will and Bo might too, to be yeah. that one, which I think, I think he is because that bomb, the laugh. And then it's so funny because Jamie, everyone knew Jamie Foxx was going to be in this movie. Yeah, he, he, he kind of gave it away. He let it slip months ago. And then Alfred Molina, the villains, well, Jamie Foxx, I'm sure, was told by Sony and Marvel to, like, delete that post. He did. And then Alfred Molina just didn't give a crap. He was like, no, this is, uh, it's same goblin. But I don't think, I don't think it is the, or not the same goblin, same Doc I don't think it is. I think it's a parallel universe one. Mm-hmm. But talking about that in the car, yeah. like opening up the multiverse. I don't know, so, man. Uh, I make if I see, and I'm gonna say it: if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie, I think this movie is gonna make more money than an Avengers. No, I, I, do too. I don't. I, do too. I don't think it will beat Endgame. I see it beating Infinity War. Well, it already yeah. it already beat views on YouTube for the yeah. trailer within 24 hours. It already has over a hundred more million views than Endgame does. I don't know, man. Like it, it could be. Like I said, like this is Spider. This is Spider Mania. This is literally like mm-hmm. this movie could beat an Avenger movie. It could beat Endgame if everything. And I think it if already, COVID is still a problem, I don't think it will. Yeah, because COVID has really been affecting box office. Over well, did billion dollars, dude? Did you hear about the Suicide Squad? Yeah, and that like it only got twenty six million it's it opening didn't, weekend. Yeah, but I'm sure like they've made a good amount of money with HBO Max, mm-hmm. but. I'm ready to go back to movies only being in theaters. I, yes. I do like the HBO Max, like, Agreed. being able to watch it at home, and I like that for the sense of, like, it gives me another chance to review yeah. it after yeah. I watch when it. When a movie comes out, I want to go see it in a theater. There's no other experience. Yeah, because movie. I just saw Shang-Chi in... Dude, I just saw Shang-Chi, and, like, that's a great example so of, like, you can... So don't watch this movie at home. Go to the theater and see it, because mm-hmm. it kicks so, so much ass, man. It's And, like, you know what? I even went and saw the other day I didn't have anything to do. I went to, like, an afternoon showing a Free Guy, and Free Guy was so funny and so, like, amazing, and, like, you know, it's not that, like... 
like a good a good example is um, I watched Jungle Cruise with Hadley, who's a five year old buddy of mine from camp, and it's a fun movie. It's basically the Mummy. It really is the it's it's the Mummy, but you know it's a good movie. But I was like, gosh, I wouldn't mind watching this movie. Like, in a theater, like, on a bigger screen. Yeah. Quella, no, I, I don't care. I don't want to watch the Disney version <laughs> of Joker. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember like, when we were trying to pick a movie, like, it was between Jungle Cruise and Koala, and I, like, leaned over to this five-year-old. I was like, trust me, in a couple of years, you know, I'm sure your dad will let you watch the Joker. Just, just wait for the Joker. I well, know. with that, any, like, final Spider-Man regards, any trivia you want to say? <laughs> I'll leave with two, I chose the orphans. Right? I'll leave with two things just because I want to mention it. Um, J. Jonah Jameson in the '90s animated series because he recently passed. I want to say it. He was played by Ed, Ed Asner, who oh, if you didn't really yeah, if you didn't know, Ed oh. Asner played. Um, oh my gosh, what's his name uh, from uh, Carl? Carl. Carl. And I mean, fantastic actor. I learned that like this morning. That Ed Asner um, played the original mm. J. Jonah Jameson from the '90s yeah. series, which I freaking adore the '90s series. And then you know who they got to play J. Jonah Jameson with the Ultimate Spider-Man comic and has been voicing him since is J.K. Simmons came back to voice him. Oh yeah. Now the Ultimate Spider-Man TV show sucks. Like it's a bad show. I don't know. I usually don't recommend Spider-Man animated TV shows, but I'll say this. If you have never watched Spectacular Spider-Man... Apparently that's, like, the best. Right? Oh, my gosh. I own it on DVD. I love it. I don't even care. Like, if anyone ever asks me about that show, I go off. It's such a good show because, one, it adapts Ultimate Spider-Man comics. It adapts early Spider-Man comics. But it's also, like, one of the best written superhero shows even if it's animated, like, it is genuinely a good show. Like, it gives you very high hopes for what could have been, like, a live-action Spider-Man mm-hmm. show. And then they borrow elements from the Sam Raimi movies. Like, he doesn't have the organic web shooters, but definitely a lot of the things that play out in that show, just great. I highly recommend it. I can name every single Spider-Man show real quick. There's Spider-Man 1967, live-action 1977 Spider-Man. You got Japanese Spider-Man. You have Spider-Man from 1981. You got Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which premiered that that same same day. Then you got 1990 Spider-Man the Animated Series. You got Spider-Man Unlimited lasted one season, and that was literally only made to compete with Batman Beyond. You got Spider-Man the New Animated Series, which, fun fact, that is a spot that show was based on the movie then you got spectacular spider-man you got ultimate spider-man you got that new crappy spider-man also final one bit of trivia is the musical not a lot of people know but there was a spider-man turn off the dark turn off the so spider-man turn off the dark is based on the sam raimi movies mm-hmm. it's also a terrible <laughs> Broadway show with music from <laughs> Bono. Die. Bono from U2. Well, you know what? You know who was originally making the movie for that musical? Was, oh my gosh, what's that song that goes like, Radioactive, radio, Radioactive. Fun fact, that album is a Spider-Man album. People that just don't know. Sense. Why else would they have a song about Radioactive? That song is about Spider-Man getting bit and becoming Spider-Man. Imagine if we had, uh, what's his name, Reed Carney. And Patrick Page singing radioactive. Oh my god. I, know. I like that album. I found out like like literally over the summer. Spider Man going to Swiss Miss <laughs> from the musical. Do you know about that? Swiss Miss. Do you know do you know yeah, the Sinister Six, Six song? Wait, you don't know like, that? It's it's very um Oh, I gotta add this. Do you, do you know about the musical what they do for the Sinister Six? 
I know, so I know, well, first off, they have those big papier-mâché heads, right? Yeah. And it's like, I know, I think it's Craven the Hunter, and I think it's, it's like, isn't Swiss Miss, like, the Carnage character? No. Who's Swiss Miss? It's, so what they do for the, for the musical is they Allison's combine. over here, like, I they, don't care. I do, I it, care. It's so bad, it's just they combine human DNA with other DNA to make some sick. So, like, Carnage is human DNA and blood DNA. <laughs> and then there's then there's the lizard, which is human DNA and lizard DNA. Craven is just animal DNA. Electro is electricity DNA. <laughs> um, Quick, who, we wait, gotta get this lightning. Hold on, it's oh swarm is B DNA, and then Swiss Miss is knife DNA. It's a woman that's it's made so of knives. Goofy. Her name is Swiss Miss. So the, I hate that. Another fun fact, really quick. Julie Taymor was the director of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. I'm pretty sure she won an Oscar for this movie called Titus. And like she's won like five Tony Awards. We learned about her in theater history. And she walked out of that thing like during previews. So like whenever a show opens on Broadway, it has like four weeks of previews, which is like they test out test the show. Audiences. Like you get to watch the show, like you have to pay for a ticket. But it changes like night to night, so they had to redirect the whole show within a week. Before well, yeah, because the original plot was stupid, and it was about. So first off, the mo- the like movie. Bucks well, the the play opens up with like like a tale of Arcadia, the arachnid night or something, and then yeah, it that goes. Seems cool. <laughs> and then it goes the comic book people planning out Spider-Man's origins, and so then after the previews, they were like, "Yeah, this doesn't work. We're just gonna." Um, you know what? 2002 had a pretty good Spider-Man story. Let's just steal that. And that's what they did. Yeah. And then The Boy from Falls from the Sky is such a great song. All you right. don't like bullying by numbers? <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing off the wall? Dude, I remember watching so the Macy bad. Day Parade when they performed some of the songs. And literally my dad, like, I, my dad's like, what is this? And I was like, it's the Spider-Man musical. And he goes, you say crap? They got reunited, Patrick Page and Ruth Carney. They're Hades now. Good, and it's a lot better musical. Oh, yeah, well, does it have a chorus number yes. with Spider-Man? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> Reed Carney was Spider-Man, so yes, technically they do. Okay, well, does it have Swiss Miss? No. I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we hope you've enjoyed this first episode of Season 2 of Jake's Review Corner. As always, check the Instagram page for updates. It's been such a fun episode. So with that, I'm going to give it over to my guest to say some final words. Uh, Chase, what do you got to say? Have a good day, you guys. Uh, thank you for having us, Jacob, and Swiss Miss is the best friend I'm going. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Allison, you're out of your mind. <laughs> out of your mind? Until next time, always remember one thing and one thing only. Organic webs? Sperm webs. <laughs> in the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he Just in time, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, welcome fame, he's ignored, action is his reward to him, life is a great big hang-up, wherever there's a hang-up, you'll find the Spider-Man.